Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans. A lot to talk about tonight. Kyrie Irving makes his season debut, but there was also a game going on, and the Nets were at the Pacers. Um, different starting lineup once again. Obviously, this is the first time we saw Kyrie, so a different starting lineup. It was Kyrie, David Duke Jr., Harden, Durant, and Nick Claxton. So another new starting lineup for Brooklyn. It was a game where the Nets were down 19 points, and they somehow came back and won to tie their biggest deficit that they overcame this year they were down 19 once earlier this year actually might have been against indiana funny enough i think they played indiana sometime like the first five games of the year like the third or fourth game of the year maybe and they came back against them as well this time they do it here in 2022 they come back it was a big third quarter lead for indiana they made a three-pointer in the corner it was like 98 to 81 at one point and the nets came back it was an awesome fourth quarter the run started at the end of the third quarter but there's a lot to talk about hope you guys enjoy this video leave a like if you do that would help a lot and let's get into it so let's start with the man of the hour Kyrie Irving I'll talk about how he looked in my opinion I mean it started out a bit a bit rusty but his numbers first let's go with the numbers first so he played 32 minutes 9 of 17 shooting 0 of 2 from 3 had 22 points overall and a plus 16 plus minus so that was great to see also had three rebounds and four assists so Kyrie in the beginning wasn't making his shots. I don't think he had a point in the first quarter, but then he went on like he scored. He went from no points in the first quarter to scoring eight points in a span of like one minute and 50 seconds. So the guy just turned it on real quickly, made some elbow shots, uh, made two very clutch shots at the foul line, like, you know, pulled up from the foul line in the fourth quarter. Um, he had this heat check three that barely hit the rim. I don't even think it hit the rim. I think it hit the backboard. So he, that was a bad shot by him. But there was some rust. You can tell Kyrie was a guy who had not played all season like early on. But once that confidence came back and like that killer instinct came back, he was that same guy. He had a couple of magnificent fast breaks pretty much on his own plays where he would absorb the contact and fade away from the left block and bank it in easily like it's no problem you know it's just the guy is so naturally talented and it seems like he's lost nothing obviously we need him to stay healthy um playing less games will help that that's the one positive i can take out of him playing half the games this year but um it was great to have him back i mean you could tell the joy the smile on his face he loves being around the teammates and honestly this is a topic for a different day maybe but I do believe that Kyrie being around this team will ultimately get us to where we need to get which is him playing full-time whether you know it's him getting the vaccine or something else changing some NBA rule change I have no idea but I do think him playing with his teammates on the road will help us get to that ultimate goal of hopefully him playing full-time at some point this year but anyway um, I was impressed for the most part. I always expected Kyrie to come out and put up some spectacular performance. It was a good performance. It wasn't spectacular, but a good performance from Kyrie Irving. Without him, I don't think they win this game. Um, there's other guys, of course, we got to thank, but I don't want to talk about Kyrie first, but... He was big in this game, and you know, as the games go on, he'll get more used to playing. I mean, this is a different atmosphere than a practice. I know it's a Pacers team that's down a few guys, of course. You know, Brogdon, Karis LeVert, I get all that. But um, to play in an NBA atmosphere with you know the crowd, an actual game, referees, it's different. So I, get, I give him a bit of a pass, but he still impressed me for the most part. That three-point shot will go down eventually, so I'm not worried about Kyrie. He looks really good, honestly, so... I was impressed. Now, as for some other guys, you know, Kevin Durant is one I got to mention. He played the entire second half, I believe, you know, did not come out the second half. 41 minutes total, 15 to 24, put up 39 points. 
And KD was just awesome tonight. Like, honestly, just efficiency-wise, especially in the first half, when no one else was scoring for this team, it felt like, in the first half. Kevin Durant was that guy, as usual, catching the ball, facing up, making these tough shots over, you know, contested uh, defenders. I mean, he was... He was really good. Even playing defense, that length showed up against guys like Sabonis, guys like Miles Turner. So, you know, his defensive presence definitely helped in this game as well. But, you know, Kevin Durant really kept him in the game, especially in the third quarter when the Pacers really started to pull away. Kevin Durant was always answering with big shots. He had a big three-pointer in the third quarter to kind of keep it within like 16 points or something or 14 points. So Kevin Durant was there when we needed him. Now, one of the biggest parts of this game was, you know, Steve Nash, of course, started David Duke Jr. to kind of just give the lineup more energy and kind of ignite a fire because the Nets have been playing very flat the past couple of games. Let's be honest. They've had some rough games. The Memphis game was embarrassing. The Clippers loss was embarrassing. It wasn't as bad as the Memphis loss, but just the Clippers had half their team out. So that's a game you got to win. Uh, the Nets were favored by like 13 points that night and still lost. So um, you had that going for you. So David Duke Jr., I think probably this might have been his first start of the year. Maybe he started when half the team had COVID, but this is like his first start with the big three, even the big too honestly but um they they implement him in the starting lineup and you know it had its moments in the first quarter it wasn't great you can tell you know they weren't respecting his jump shot and if David Duke Jr. is not making his jump shots it's hard to really keep him in that starting lineup I mean he's a great bench player I love having him on the team but to play him next to Kyrie Durant Harden Claxon it's not the best fit and I think Steve Nash finally started to recognize that midway through the third quarter when DeAndre Bembry finally checked in and was an instant spark plug to this Nets team so Bembry did not play the first half as far as I'm concerned Bembry actually finished playing 20 minutes in this game had a plus 24 plus minus 12 points he had five rebounds two steals almost was three or four steals he had a couple of near steal attempts as well um but he was awesome. Two blocks as well. Um, Bembry was the game changer. He was the guy that, you know, when he came in the game, the Nets were down 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Like, they were in that area, right? And then Bembry comes in. The Nets' defensive intensity picks up. And all of a sudden, you can tell everyone started to play differently. Other guys on the team really took to the way he was playing and it kind of motivated his teammates to play tough on the defensive end and the Nets defense in the fourth quarter was amazing there was a stretch for about three or four games this year where the Nets fourth quarter defense was phenomenal it was like against the Hawks it was against a couple other teams I forget but um when the Nets really wanted to clamp down in the fourth quarter, they were able to do that. We have not seen that the past few games or so, but this game in particular, they held the Pacers to 20 fourth quarter points. I know the Pacers were on the second half of a back-to-back. -back. I get all that, but to hold a team in the NBA to 20 points in one quarter, pretty damn impressive. So a lot of that was DeAndre Bembry. It was a really good adjustment by Steve Nash. I gave him some crap last Nets video because some of the rotations were not working out, but this one actually worked out. I went on to say, you can't play Bembry and Bruce Brown at the same time. Bruce Brown got a DMP tonight, so that was not a problem, but DeAndre Bembry on his own next to the big three and whether the other guys, Patty Mills or Nick Claxton, it was working out perfectly. So DeAndre Bembry was a massive part to this team, and I do think next time we see the big three together, which I think might be against Portland, I think. I don't know. I forget. But 
Next time we see Kyrie, Durant, Harden together, we're probably going to see a starting lineup of those three guys, Bembry and Nick Claxton. That's what I think would happen. They tried the David Duke Jr. experiment, didn't exactly go the way they wanted it to, but DeAndre Bembry showed, hey, I could be that guy. I'm that fifth guy on this team that fills a pivotal role. I can be that guy who's a versatile defender, bring a lot of energy. And he's one of those guys that like, you know, he was catching the ball on the foul line every time Durant got doubled near half court, Harden got doubled near half court. He would catch the ball at the foul line make the right pass he would dunk it sometimes like he, he was perfect for this game so sometimes you know a guy like Bembry who you sign for like you know near the minimum basically um, not wanted by every NBA team look I, I know DeAndre Bembry's not a superstar but when he's playing his role he's a very important player to this Nets team and I know he's not going to be on every night there's going to be off nights for a guy like Bembry and everyone's going to be off you know at some point but if Bembry can play near this level more times than not it's going to be a big help to the Nets and he might be one of their most valuable um, you know utility players if you will so if Bembry can do this on a nightly basis or just about I mean that would be a huge help of course they've kind of gone back and forth between him and Bruce Brown and right now it's in Bembry's favor that's for sure so Bruce Brown once again did not play tonight um, you know, so Bembry was the guy for the Nets that really changed the momentum in this game. So without him, I don't think the Nets win this game either. It was a good decision there by Steve Nash. I got to give some love for Nick Claxton too. It wasn't like a tremendous Nick Claxton game, but definitely made an impact. Like he was a guy that was at one point giving Sabonis some fits and you can tell he, he's just such an important defender on this team. Every time they ran a pick and roll and Nick Claxton was with the smaller guards, he was able to stick with them very easily. That, that's such a big aspect to this team because when you have a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge who can shoot the hell out of the ball, I get it, but he can't do half of what Nick Claxton does defensively in terms of moving his feet, you know, having that length and blocking shots. Like I, I love LaMarcus Aldridge, but he does not have that quickness and um, has that twitch that a guy like a young Nick Claxton has. So we got to be honest. I mean, look, if, it, if the game's on the line and we need two points offensively, yes, I want LaMarcus Aldridge. But when you're clawing back into a game like this, Nick Claxton's your guy. So, you know, Claxton was pretty big tonight. He had a minus six as his plus minus, which is kind of misleading, I feel like. I don't think he was that bad. So, um, but he played 23 minutes. He had five rebounds. He had three assists, two steals, one block. So he made an impact. Like, it wasn't his best game of his career. I get that. There was some, definitely some low points, but um, he had a couple of and ones, I believe, or maybe he made one and one and got fouled a couple other times. But um, for the most part, he definitely made a difference in this game. Stuff that you don't see in the stat sheet of like altering shots and you know he actually made a big block in this game it was one where the Nets were you know doing their defensive rotations and Indiana was working the ball around the three-point line and the ball got to the corner and Nick Claxton had this awesome closeout where he had the length to uh, block a three-point shot fully extended and that could have saved a three-pointer potentially so I think that caused a shot clock violation so um, Claxton made some big plays like that so that was his one block but you know, James Harden tonight, I mean, I wasn't overly impressed. Um, I didn't see any, like, bad turnovers, so that was, like, a positive takeaway. Harden only had one turnover, so, like, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, obviously, when Kyrie plays, you don't have to put the ball in Harden's hands every single damn possession, so, like, that's the positive. You might limit Harden's turnovers when Kyrie plays. Mostly, it was James Harden at point guard. That's how it was last year. You know, you're the point guard. You're the shooting guard. We get all that as Nets fans, but... Um, you know, Kyrie definitely took the ball up at some points as well. But, you know, Harden definitely showed that aggressiveness at some points driving through the lane. He got blocked badly by Miles Turner a couple of times, I think. But overall, he kept that aggressiveness. He missed one easy layup, like a 
the layup that I probably could have made, which is embarrassing. But yeah, Harden missed the easy layup at one point, but also had this amazing play where he was one on one with Miles Turner. Um, you know, went behind the back and got Turner. You know, got some separation, made a two point shot, which you don't see too much from Harden. It's either layup or three pointer. So when we see mid range James Harden shots, that's always impressive. I liked what I saw there. So you know, some other guys played. Blake Griffin played five minutes, looked awful. <laughs> James Johnson played uh, nine minutes, didn't do much. LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, he played 16 minutes, made some shots. He had 13 points in this game, but it just wasn't his type of game. Like, when the Nets got down 15-plus points, you're like, all right, LaMarcus Aldridge is not the type of guy to get us back in this game. It's just, you know, fortunate truth. So, Aldridge, when you're playing a neutral game, you're going back and forth. If you're winning, you know, not Claxton. LaMarcus Aldridge is a good guy to have in there, but... When you need energy, when you need, like, you know, guys that can defend multiple positions once again, it's tough to put LaMarcus Aldridge at 37 years old. And by the way, he's apparently having, like, COVID complications. I guess it's not that bad he's playing, but he's still feeling some effects from COVID I saw today. So they kind of took it easy with him, but he made some shots. He was big early. Um, Patty Mills, I mean... He made a couple big threes, I will say. He made a corner three on a great pass from Kevin Durant. Durant went baseline through like a baseball pass to Patty Mills. He made a key corner three. And the other three he made, actually, I just remembered, was kind of what ignited the comeback in the late third quarter. So, like, there was like three minutes left in the third quarter. And I think the score was, once again, 98-81. Patty Mills made a three to make it 98-84. And then since then, the Nets just kept coming back, you know, and they, they made it a close game eventually. So that Patty Mills three was a big play in this game, Honestly, if you go back and look at the situation, what was going on, if Patty Mills misses that shot, maybe Indiana goes up 20 and the Nets never come back. So Patty Mills, although it wasn't the best game, I mean, look, he made a big shot in this game, I must say, to change the momentum. Um, obviously, he wasn't like great. You know, he had five assists, actually, which is surprising. Not really what he does usually, but um, did have a plus 10, plus minus. So that's OK. It wasn't an awful game, but I just feel like he wasn't shooting the ball well early got better in the second half so you know I'm excited for Joe Harris though like it's just as these games go on the more and more I miss Joe Harris obviously like every Nets fan I was so frustrated with Joe Harris after that Buck series I mean I know that if he played decent we probably would have been to the NBA finals which is just, it's a tough pill to swallow but you know Joe Harris had the worst series of his life I get all that but he is so important to this team in terms of you know spacing on the floor and three-point shooting if guys close out on him too hard he can put the ball on the floor and make a pass or finish at the rim like Joe Harris is uh, a guy we miss absolutely like I, I love Patty Mills he's an awesome signing we know that but Joe Harris plays a particular role that nobody else on this team can play so um, I do miss Joe hopefully he's back soon we see him on the bench sometimes I don't know what the timetable is but I do miss Joe Harris I must say but now the Nets are 24 and 12 so it's not perfect I saw Milwaukee loss tonight so that's good I'm not try I'm not like too worried about the standings right now obviously it's staying healthy is the number one priority but um, it was good to kind of get off the map you know we um, lost three in a row which is not really like the Nets they have not lost three in a row very often in the recent years so um, that was unfortunate, of course, especially some of the way they lost those games. You know, losing that Clippers game once again was embarrassing. Then you you put up a complete dud against the Grizzlies at home. So um, to go on the road at Indiana in a game where they had control for about, I don't know, 34 minutes of this game or 32 minutes of this game, like it was all, Indi uh, all Indiana. And honestly, it was crazy because... You know, Lance Stevenson on a 10-day on a contract checks in and makes every freaking shot 
possible. Like, he had one miss in the first quarter. I think he had 20 points after the first quarter, Lance Stevenson. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, what year is it? So um, that was pretty crazy, but it's also cool to see Lance Stevenson do his thing back in Indiana. So I guess that was nice, but don't do it against the Nets. You know, that was a little too stressful for me. But um, I felt like the Nets were playing, like, pretty good defense on Lance. He was just making crazy shots. I mean, he was going to the basket, you know, making some tough layups. But the Nets defense definitely needs some adjusting. Like, I don't know what, you know, the X's and O's are and all that. I'm not going to go back and watch the film, obviously. But something has to change, whether they have to switch more or switch less. I don't know. But there's something about this Nets defense where too many guys were getting open. At one point, they were getting killed on the boards, you know, DeMontis Sabonis nearly had a triple-double, I think, in this game. He was dominating. And by the way, the way the Nets played defense on Sabonis in the fourth quarter was tremendous. I loved it. Like, they were double-teaming every time he got the ball. And I think Brooklyn finally realized, like, there are two guys on the floor for the Pacers that don't shoot threes very well. It was that um, it was that guy, Brissett, and maybe somebody else. I forget. But there were guys that couldn't shoot threes very well on the floor for Indiana. So every time, it, it, was, it was partly that and also partly the Nets had a small lineup. Like, Kevin Durant was the center. It was, like, Patty Mills, Kyrie, Kevin Durant and like two other smaller guys, uh, Harden and maybe somebody else. I don't know. But it was a smaller lineup. So every time, you know, Sabonis, who's a bigger guy, 6'10", 6'11", has some meat on him, every time he caught the ball in the post, it was double team. And we saw a lot of James Harden, by the way, play post defense on Sabonis. And I felt kind of held his own. Like James Harden is a very underrated post defender. Like you think of James Harden as the point guard, but you don't think of James Harden as like the post defender. Like I personally would rather see James Harden guard a center than guard a quick point guard. Like he's not really nimble on his feet when it comes to defense I'd rather see James Harden play defense in the post on the center that's just how I feel so um he definitely was impactful there but every time Sabonis caught the ball in the post we would see a double team guys swiping at the ball Bembry made a play late in the game to uh, swipe the ball away from him I think I think Patty Mills did the same thing and Bembry had this awesome block with like two minutes left to kind of seal the game. Um, one of those like LeBron James type blocks. It wasn't like a chase down block, but I think the guy went for a, a layup on the baseline, tried to lay it up, and then you know Bembry came out of nowhere, smacked it off the backboard. So that was fun. I mean, it was it was a fun game. It was stressful the first you know two and a half quarters. I was pissed. I was like, are we really gonna lose like four in a row, three in a row, whatever the hell it is now? So I was like, I was I was frustrated because it was like. The big Kyrie Irving return, you got the Pacers without some of their best players, and I'm like, bro, are we really going to blow this game again? And um, they made the necessary adjustments, and guys showed a lot of heart. You know, it was a resilient effort, so... You know, they need some grit. They need they needed one of these wins. And hopefully this is a win that will, you know, bring this unit closer together. Um, they needed like a little kick in the ass. And hopefully this is it. You know, this is one of those games where they could have easily lost. And it, it could have been a different outcome if a couple of things went differently. Like if Patty Mills missed that shot to make it 84-98. They might have lost the game. I don't know. So a couple things could have went a different way, and this comeback may have never happened. But um, I'm proud of them. I mean, I wish it was easier. Obviously, I wish we I, I wish we won by 30 points. That'd be great. But um, you know, it's not always pretty. But they got the job done. So once again, 24 and 12, sitting near the top of the East. I still think the Bulls are in first. It is what it is. But um, Kyrie's back. He looks good for the most part. Once again, a little rusty early on, but. You know, he had some of those awesome fast breaks where he was just splitting defenders, you know, going through guys and bouncing off guys and making these crazy layups off the glass. I mean, it's just what Kyrie does. And those uh, those pull-up shots from the uh, foul line, clutch shots by Kyrie. So, you know, 
I'm telling you, if we get Kyrie back full time, I'm gonna feel very good about this team. Like he, Kyrie is such an impact player for this team. It's like no kidding, we get it. But like even defensively, Kyrie was so engaged. I don't know if it was because of it was his first game back or what, but Kyrie was so engaged defensively, switching off guys and you know just you know just playing with defensive intensity, moving his feet and being physical defensively, like that stuff that like. Kyrie's not known for but having watched every game of Kyrie the past three years or so when he plays I've noticed like hey this guy's actually not a bad defender like Kyrie doesn't have the prototypical build to be a great defender he's like 6'2 6'3 doesn't weigh a whole lot but Kyrie gives you effort defensively may there be times where he takes a player too off yes but for the most part when Kyrie wants to play defense he'll play some damn defense and tonight definitely he showed some of that so um it was exciting though I'm, I'm really excited for this team to Hopefully get the big three back full time and we'll see what the future holds for that. But anyway, that'll do it. Big win for Brooklyn. Let me know in the comments how you feel. I actually want to see the schedule coming up for the Nets. I usually end on that. Oh, we play the Bucks on Friday. So that's a home game. No Kyrie, unfortunately. And by the way, one of my friends brought this up in a, a group chat I'm in today. And it makes so much sense. So you guys know Antonio Brown, of course. We know he made headlines this weekend. But Antonio Brown was, you know, apparently suspended by the bucks or something for not for having a fake vaccination card which means the guy's not vaccinated but we also saw antonio brown courtside at the brooklyn nets game a few nights ago so my question is how the hell did unvaccinated antonio brown get courtside seats at the barclays center and kyrie Irving can't even play like maybe antonio brown got vaccinated recently and i just don't know about it but like that was like why is that? Why are we? What are we doing here? So that was very interesting. I don't know why that happened, but maybe he did get the shot once he was caught. I have no idea. But anyway, we play the Bucks on Friday night. Then they play the Spurs on Sunday at 12 p.m. I hate 12 p.m. games. Oh my gosh! But the good news is the Spurs are playing us at 12 p.m. So it's a big time zone difference for them. I think they're the West Coast, right? So that's like basically like a 9 a.m. game for them. So I guess that's good news for us. Um, then they go to Portland, which is like a makeup game, I believe, the one they missed a couple weeks ago. Then they go home. Then they go back to Chicago. So, yeah, I mean, we got some tough games coming up. Of course, you know, the Milwaukee game and the Chicago game definitely sticks out. Um, we're 0-2 versus Chicago this year. I believe we're 0-1 versus Milwaukee this year. So... I would love to win both of them. I just want to get one, though. Just give me one of those games. Hopefully take care of business against the Spurs and Trailblazers. Um, Kyrie should be back for the Trailblazer game, so that's exciting. And Kyrie is eligible to play in the Bulls game as well um, next Wednesday. So that's also exciting. Anyway, that'll do it for the video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and I will talk to you guys next time.